Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News, and we are rolling. Welcome back. I'm back. You're back. We're all back. This is so awesome. I just want to say first and foremost how grateful I am for all of you. Nina's Got Good News is now one year in. That's right. Our third baby just had a big birthday. We turned one. Thank you all for your support over the past year. This is a movement to share good news. And we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify and now also on Stitcher. So excited about that. Today in podcast number 48, joining me now from California, Brock Johnson. Brock is a 22-year-old entrepreneur, college football star. (laughs) Brock is a social media expert. He's also a fellow podcaster. Welcome to the podcast, Brock. I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I'm great, Nina. Thank you so much for having me and congrats on one year of the podcast. That's awesome. I know, right? It's like, you know, my newborn is now like <laughs> turned one. <so. laughs> Almost a toddler. <laughs> I know. I better get my act together now, I guess. Right? <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk to you about one of my favorite topics. I love talking about this. I train on this topic a lot in my beauty counter business, but I just love social media so much. And I feel like that's probably why you and I connected the way we have um, months ago. So Give us a little bit before we dive into that. I feel like not everyone knows who you are. I mean, they should, (laughs) but uh, tell us a little bit about Brock Johnson. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, Basically, I am a 22-year-old college student athlete, first and foremost, who with a very limited time and budget has built a six-figure income on the side uh, while still in college. It's something I'm very proud of and kind of just made public this year. Um, When I got to college, I wanted to uh, financially separate from my parents. I felt overwhelmed with the blessings that they had been giving me my entire life. Um, And I wanted to earn it all myself. Everything that I had been given, I wanted to now earn. Um, So that led me to starting my first business, which three years ago was Unwrap Snap, which was a way to teach business owners, small business owners, how to market at that time using Snapchat Over time, this grew, and with the invention of Facebook stories and Instagram stories, it shifted more towards those platforms. And today, I still continue to coach on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and really the the whole storytelling shebang as it is. Oh, my God. And you're so good at it. I have to say, I love following you on all your platforms. But before we go into social media, since first and foremost, you're a college athlete, I just want to talk quickly about football because it's such a huge part of you. Your whole family is kind of steeped into this sport. Your dad, your uncle, your grandfather, they were all star football players and coaches. Um, So do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, Definitely. So my, my grandpa is the second winningest coach in California state history. My dad was the Gatorade player of the year in high school and went on to play in college and professionally. My uncle had a 10-year uh, professional career, including a Super Bowl championship. So growing up, uh, that was all I knew. I didn't know anything different. And so when I was younger, I really didn't feel the pressure necessarily um, and definitely not from my family. They made it very clear from a young age that I could do whatever I wanted, be whoever I wanted. 
but at the end of the day, I wanted to be just like them. It's just like so many kids. I wanted to be like my parents. I wanted to be like my dad. Uh, so I followed in the football footsteps and it wasn't until I was 20 or 21 years old that I really uh, started looking inside myself and started going to therapy and things like that and realizing the pressures that I had dealt with from a very young age and the way that those had um, impacted me and shifted my life and, and caused certain uh, self-deprecating you know, behaviors, things that, things that just didn't serve me well. Um, and so it took a lot of insight and a lot of maturity, I think, to, to kind of learn that about myself. Um, but I think I'm in the best place I could possibly be today. Um, still absolutely love football, but not necessarily uh, tied to it in my identity. Now, did you always think because your parents, you know, family is such a big part of you, mm -hmm. so important to you, and your parents were these, are these incredible entrepreneurs who we all love, Shaleen and Brett. Um, did you always think that you also, like you were saying, you wanted to follow in the football footsteps, but did you always think you were going to be an entrepreneur like your parents? I didn't know if necessarily I was going to be an entrepreneur, but from the age of six years old, I had one goal and that was to never work for myself. I don't know where I came up with this goal, but I was, I remember exactly where I was. I was spinning, uh, twisting up the swing in our backyard, spinning it up so that I could just twist and unwind and just sit back there and talk to myself. And I had this idea that I never want to have a boss. I never want to have someone uh, to tell me what to do and have to clock in and clock out. And I think that was because, and I will definitely say it's because of who my parents were as entrepreneurs. I could see monkey see monkey do. I could see them practicing everything they preached. You know, everyone was out of the house by the time we got home from school, whether it was a housekeeper, one of my mom's assistants, an employee, they were gone and my parents were home dedicated to just us by the time we got home from school. They took us to and from school every day. They took us to all of our practices. They never missed a game. And even to this day, even when I played football on the East Coast my freshman year, my dad never missed a game. He would fly six hours across the country every week uh, to watch me play, which is just amazing. And so I saw that freedom and I saw that ability. And yes, it was hard work. Um, and yes, there were tough conversations they had to have and sacrifices that were constantly being made. Uh, but I saw that lifestyle from a young age and I wanted to live it out myself and for my family one day. You've built this big business basically all around social media, right? Focusing yep. all on social media. So give us a little bit of the backstory. Like how did you even know that helping people figure out and navigate social media was going to be a good business decision? How did you know that? Yeah, well, I guess that maybe I didn't know. But I bet on uh, some advice that I've gotten, which is if you're good at something um, and people need you to be good at it, if you're an expert at something and people need your expertise, uh, it can be marketable online. And so I, when I was first starting my business, I stayed up with my mom until about 2 a.m. one night in Georgetown. Uh, we were talking about different business ideas. And around that time, I had been teaching my parents how to use Snapchat mm -hmm. because I was now on the other side of the country. I couldn't just text them all day or call them or FaceTime them and that, that would become kind of redundant uh, to just be doing that monotonous through that day after day. So I taught them, Hey, here's Snapchat. It's quick. It's easy. We can send quick little videos and pictures back and forth and communicate um, in a much easier fashion. So uh, through that and talking with my mom, she's like, well, you're great at teaching me and your dad how to use Snapchat. What if you taught other people how to use Snapchat? And actually, um, I jumped a little bit ahead earlier when I said that Unwrap Snap was originally for small business owners who wanted to market using Snapchat. 
actually originally Unwrap Snap was for parents who yep. wanted to keep their kids safe on Snapchat. That was the original. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, and that, that was that, so smart. Thank you. Thank you. And a lot of what I learned from that um, helped me in teaching, even to this day of course building and, and prioritizing my time. Um, but I think that the biggest lesson I learned is that I just had to get started. So many mm -hmm. people are crippled, you know, by that feeling of what if this isn't right or what if it's not perfect? Uh, we're, tr we're caught up trying to make everything the best it can possibly be rather than just starting. So when I first started Unwrap Snap, although it's not what I'm doing today, although I'm not helping parents keep their kids safe online, in fact, today I'm not really doing anything uh, related to Snapchat, although that's totally changed. I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't started uh, with that small baby idea. What a great, you and your mom. I love that. The, the late night mastermind late session. Night. We're up till 2 a.m. Yeah, that's so around. cool. So, okay. Why are you, you know, just, you know, I know why I'm not really into Snapchat, but tell us why mm -hmm. we don't really need to be wrapped up in Snapchat right now. I was just seeing a higher return on investment on Instagram. Mm -hmm. People now, and this is, this is kind of secret news, uh, but in talking, in talking, Brock's got to, good news. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, in talking to some people who work at Facebook recently, I've learned, uh, that 40% of users now spent, or I should say rather that users are spending 40% of their time on Instagram stories when they're on Instagram. So almost half of the time now, uh, spent on Instagram is spent specifically on Instagram stories. So I saw people more and more in droves leaving Snapchat. A lot of people were worried that Snapchat was, was dying, so to speak. So they were leaving Snapchat, focusing on Instagram. And after taking a sabbatical from all social media and returning, I realized that a lot of my followers and a lot of my very loyal, dedicated fans on Snapchat had just left the program. And so even though I did have a snap fam, a family of people who I absolutely loved on Snapchat. Definitely the most engaged following I've ever had, even on Instagram to this day, the most engaged followers I've ever had in my life and probably will ever have. But the, the majority of them had left the program, had left the platform uh, and had moved to Instagram. Uh, and so I just thought for my business and for myself and for my time, the best place to be was Instagram. Okay. So why do you think Instagram is the best platform for other small business, small businesses out there that are people that are listening? Why do you think it's Instagram right now? I don't know if it's Instagram for everyone. I think it's Instagram yep. for me. I think Instagram works for me. I totally know how to use the platform. I love the platform. And I think that Instagram might be what's best for most people, but there's plenty of businesses who are crushing it on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and even still some on Snapchat. So I think that Instagram might have the best overall appeal. Um, and for me and my business, it has the, the highest appeal and the highest return on investment. Uh, but I don't think that's necessarily for everyone. I think that the most important thing uh, is, again, to ask yourself what you're best at um, and what kind of qualities you can bring to the table. So for some people, the idea of taking pictures and posting every day and posting their stories is overwhelming and daunting. And maybe they love audio. They love just speaking and they can do podcasts all day. That might be what's best for them is, is looking at their skill set and realizing, hey, I'm a podcaster. I'm going to be great um, in the podcast field. Or maybe they're great on live video and so they're going to go to Facebook Live or they're great at writing copy and doing some short form videos for LinkedIn, which is, I think, a platform that's going to be huge um, in 2019 and moving into 2020. So I think it's really more important, more about 
looking at yourself and your own skill set rather than just following the general trend. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if they do want to jump on the Instagram train or maybe they're already on it, but they're not Mm -hmm. really, you know, they they don't have as much good, good uh, (laughs) advice as you have Mm -hmm. share with us some of your best tips for them. How can they, you know, use Instagram to grow their business, to reach new customers? Mm -hmm. What are your Mm -hmm. best advice on Instagram for entrepreneurs right now? What should they be doing? Absolutely. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in the social media rat race uh, that was very popular and I would say even very important in 2016, 2017. But now as, as time has progressed, gaining more and more followers isn't what's necessary. Having the blue verified check isn't what's necessary. Having you know a quarter of a million or half a million followers you don't need that to be successful on social media and specifically on Instagram anymore. And in fact, what I think is much more important is a few things that you can focus on. And the first is building relationships, building a community of people, of lifers who actually care about you and care about your business and are highly engaged and invested into what you're doing. And one of the best ways to do that is to be highly engaged into what they're doing. Just yesterday, I posted on my story and asked people to reply with what their biggest struggle was on Instagram, and almost 50% of the audience, not even close, definitely the majority of people were responding saying that they struggle with engagement. They struggle finding followers who are really actively paying attention and who are engaged. And my question for them would always be, how actively engaged are you in your followers' lives? I think that when we pour into other people and we focus on serving them, Rather than selling to them, we can build that community around ourselves. We can build uh, those relationships. We can build actual tangible friendships and communication lines uh, that are very valuable and that will help your business grow in such a more real way than half a million fake followers will. Yeah, and definitely don't buy followers. (laughs) Never. Okay, so relationships (laughs) are so important. I totally agree with that. What about value and good content? What are your thoughts on how important it is to be bringing value? And Yeah, I would say in terms of content, I focus on over-delivering. I like to ask myself before I post, is this going to benefit someone in some way? And I am constantly trying to give away all of my knowledge. Everything that I've learned, every book that I've read, every podcast I've listened to, every expert I've heard speak on stage, I want to pour that wealth out to my audience. People think, well, then, like, don't I have nothing left to sell? If I just give anything, give everything away for free, won't that leave me with nothing left to sell? And actually, the opposite is true. The more you give away and the more you provide and serve and over-deliver to your audience, the more they will want to actually purchase from you because they recognize, if I'm getting all of this for free, what could I get if I actually paid you? And that's when your, your relationships and your audience members will start to reach out to you and ask, you know, what can I pay you for? Do you offer coaching? Do you offer one-on-one services? Do you have some kind of course that I could check out or YouTube videos I can watch? And they'll actually reach out to you um, looking for more ways to get involved with your business. Now, one of the groups that you lead, one of your coaching groups that I love is help with hashtags. So tell us why hashtags are important on Instagram too. Absolutely. So hashtags are searchability. Just like Google is a search engine and we all want to have optimized links so that we appear at the top search of Google, 
hashtags do the same thing for our Instagram accounts. I was really looking, taking a deep look at hashtags about four years ago now uh, when I was rebranding my Instagram, moving away from what I was at the time, which was just an 18-year-old football player and moving more into an entrepreneur. I first had to decide who my target audience was, and that's a huge tip. Even if you don't care about hashtags on Instagram, if you're just trying to grow your Instagram, you need to know who your target audience is. We can't attract them if we don't know who they are. And you can't just say, well, everyone, I want everyone to follow me. Because if we try to attract everyone, we'll attract no one successfully. So the first thing that I did was I wrote down who my target audience was. A 35 to 45 year old female entrepreneur. She's a mom of two and she's struggling on social media. That's my ideal follower. I know, I know what magazine she reads. I know what kind of car she drives. I know her struggles and her fears. And I also know what she's really good at and how I can help her. That was the first thing I did before anything else. And then from there, I started looking at hashtags and how could I use hashtags to rebrand myself and start attracting this follower, start attracting this lifer. How could I use this free tool to, to start growing my following? So I came up with this strategy, which is totally laid out over multiple videos in help with hashtags. But basically, it's a strategy to develop your own specific hashtag list, your own niched down list that you can target those followers. It's not just a big list. So, hey, if you do fitness stuff, here's a list of hashtags. Or, hey, if you do beauty stuff, here's a list of hashtags. I will actually walk you through creating your own personal list. And I give tips about like where hashtags go, how many hashtags we should use, what specific hashtags, which ones are too small or too big. And the whole goal is again, to get your posts seen by the right kind of people and to create some longevity to our posts. That's kind of the final component is that oftentimes on Instagram, our posts will be up and then 24 hours later, they're not really getting any more likes or comments. But with my hashtag strategy inside help with hashtags, our goal is to create posts that can be, become top posts. And basically what that means is that they will become uh, evergreen content. They'll become content that can last three, four, five, six days, even a week, and still be gaining likes and gaining comments. And all of that will translate into the right kind of followers following your account. Okay, that's so helpful. So you and I know that Instagram stories is like the really the, the place to be right now. Yeah. But for someone who hasn't really um, gone gone all in on that, um, give them some actionable steps. How can they? What should they be doing on Instagram stories? How often should they be doing it? What's sort of like a good one one hundred one on Instagram stories? Absolutely. So if you haven't started on Instagram stories. My way to get you started is to just go have fun. Just go experiment. Just go You play mean around. like dance, Brock? Dance. Yeah, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to do. And if someone really has no clue where Instagram stories are, when you're looking at your Instagram feed, you can just swipe from the left to the right and open your stories camera. Start playing around with it. I'm usually big against those filters that go on your face, but if you're just starting out, go for it. Have some fun. Play some music. Take some random pictures. Just experiment. Instagram offers tons of different styles of content for stories. You can take pictures, videos, boomerangs, super zooms. There's like a million different kinds of content that you can produce. So just have some fun and experiment when you're just starting out. Don't put pressure on yourself uh, to make your stories perfect or to make them all on brand or to try and serve with your stories. When you're first starting out, 
just have fun and experiment, learn all the different tools, learn how to add text and emojis and all that fun stuff and just experiment. Maybe watch a few YouTube videos or check out some courses online that just give you the basics of how to use Instagram stories. And then once you start to get a little bit more comfortable and you know your way around uh, the stories camera and, and how to use some of the features, that's when you can start focusing on documentation over creation. That's my biggest tip for, for Instagram stories, especially for people who are struggling with content, is to focus on documenting rather than creating. So what set does that a little, mean exactly? So what I mean by that is rather than trying to curate this, this perfect story and make everything look Photoshopped and constantly ask yourself, is this serving my audience? Is this going to benefit my business in some way? Is this perfectly on brand? Rather than trying to create your Instagram story on a daily basis, just document what's going on in your life. Show us your struggles, show us your emotions, tell us some stories, take us through your day. Document your breakfast. Show us what you're having for lunch. Show us that your kid uh, made a mess. Show us uh, that you got a flat tire. Show us that you're excited because you just got a raise at work or your husband made you dinner. Whatever it is, just focus on documentation over creation. And I think that will alleviate a lot of stress about what to post when we just focus on posting whatever we're doing uh, throughout our day. And one tangible way that I like to do that um, is to set little reminders in my phone. So I'll set a reminder so that every two to three hours, a little alert will go off that just reminds me that, hey, whatever I'm doing right now, maybe I should consider posting that on my Instagram stories. And that'll get people to start just seeing who I am. It'll get me more comfortable using Instagram stories. It will allow my audience to uh, start to relate to me a little bit more and get a better understanding of who I am on a daily basis. Um, and then once we start to document a little bit more, a good goal number to shoot for is 10 stories per day. 10 because that's what studies have shown is the average and I want you to be at least average. So we want to be posting at least 10 stories per day. And like I said, be posting them throughout the day. So rather than just 10 in the morning or 10 at night, be posting your stories throughout the day. Most importantly, just be real, be you, be authentic. It's so important. So what do you think is the biggest mistake that you're seeing people do on Instagram? Like, tell us what not to do. Yeah, 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 totally. Let's see. The biggest mistake on Instagram is a few things. Uh, one is definitely making hard sales and coming right out and saying, I'm a Beachbody coach or I'm, you know, a part of this MLM or I'm a part of this MLM or I'm a coach for this hard sells like that, they just don't work. Another thing that isn't working is the Hey Girl direct messages. Um, and what I mean by those- <laughs> Oh my is, God, you should see my, my DMs. Brock. Oh my gosh, They're oh my gosh. Of, hey girl, I'm like, oh hey my girl. gosh, do you even know and my name's so Nina? <laughs> and the funniest thing is that when you say Hey Girl direct messages, everyone knows what you're talking about because oh. everyone gets them and everyone is annoyed by them. Uh, so these Hey Girl messages, if you don't know, it's these copy and paste spam messages uh, that someone at some point in the multi-level marketing community said are a good idea and everyone is just obsessed with. So if that's not working, which it's not working, and that's one of the biggest things to avoid, the opposite of that, if you are in a multi-level marketing uh, company, if you are a distributor or a sales rep and you want to start building relationships with people, instead of sending them a generic copy and paste text message in the DMs, send them a 15 second video message. When you're about to send that direct message to the person, you'll see a little blue camera icon in the bottom left. 
you can tap on that. It'll open up a camera and you can literally just say, Hey Nina, thanks so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. I'm not trying to be salesy or anything right now. I want to build a real relationship with you. I do X, Y, and Z. I'm curious, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Just something simple like that. Just something very personal. It's a video message which will shock people that you actually took the time out of your day to say their name and to send them a video. Um, and I think that's a great way to counter one of the things that is a hey big girl. mistake that people are making on social media right what now. What do they say to you, Brock? <laughs> hey boy. Do they say, hey boy? <laughs> it's like hilarious. I don't. I get, I get, uh, I get, uh, hey dude. Hey dude. I get lots oh of, oh my gosh, dude. it's hilarious. Hey, it's yeah. so good. I mean, hey, I dude, love hey, the man. DM. I love the DM. I love the DM. Everyone should be using the direct messenger. Just don't do the hey girl, like Brock said. Yeah. So, one thing that I think about, and it might, it might give me panic attacks and maybe does for you as well, but what are your thoughts about what we're all going to do when Instagram goes away? What are we going to do? What are your thoughts on that? Do you ever think about it? Am I crazy to have panic attacks about it? I don't think you're crazy to have panic attacks. I think the most important thing uh, is to be not putting all of our eggs in one basket. Of course, we want to be focused and we don't want to spread ourselves too thin but if all dozen of our eggs are in the Instagram basket, then we have to realize that we're not the only person with our hands on that handle. Instagram and really Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook, he also has his hands on the handle of that egg basket. And that's the really scary position to be in. So it's important to spread yourself to a few other channels or platforms. I recommend two to three. Uh, if you're a solo entrepreneur, that's usually about the most anyone can handle. Uh, without a team helping them. So maybe Instagram and podcast or Instagram and YouTube or Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, whatever your combination is. I, I do think it is important to have a presence on a few different channels. And most importantly, building an email list is vital. It's absolutely crucial. Um, even if you're just offering freemiums, even if you're just collecting emails with the hopes of sending out an email newsletter at some point in the future, Having a way to connect with people that you control is important. So I've heard people say that, hey, but isn't, isn't, in, isn't email messaging and uh, email marketing dead? Well, first of all, I would say no. But if you're totally against email marketing and you think it's dead and someone advised you not to do it, then start collecting phone numbers because there's now text message marketing that is absolutely crushing it as well. So just the bottom line is that you need to find a way to connect and stay connected to your audience, regardless of what social media platform you're on. Why are you so bullish on LinkedIn now, Brock? I am a big fan of LinkedIn uh, because a few close friends who are experts who I really trust uh, have been telling me about how important it's going to be and how uh, it's changing, the platform's really changing, and how it, um, the user, the user uh, demographic is growing greatly. And I think that the biggest reason I'm a big fan of LinkedIn is now that they are offering video and live video on their platform, it's becoming much more Instagram-like. It's becoming much more Facebook-like. It's becoming searchable. It's becoming, there are now hashtags on LinkedIn. So there's more and more ways to start connecting with people. And I think it's a great opportunity to be an early settler. You know, we'd all have loved to be on YouTube in 2007 or have a podcast since 2009 or, you know, be on Facebook since 2004. This is kind of the time to hop on LinkedIn. There's tons of people. There is a huge user base, but not everyone's posting content. 
because traditionally LinkedIn has been a place for resumes and, and job applications and getting professional B2B connections. Uh, but now you're able to start actually growing your influence and your impact on uh, LinkedIn. And not many people are taking advantage of that. Not a ton of people. I believe the number is less than 3%. I want to say it's actually around 1% of users on LinkedIn are actually posting videos and posting uh, live content and posting video, uh, visual stuff like pictures and, and text posts. Um, so it's a great place to be a big fish in a big pond um, and attract uh, attract a large following. Okay, so we're all gonna know, now go jump in on LinkedIn. So another platform that you and I both share a love for is podcasting. So you also, you co-host a podcast with your amazing mom, Shalene Johnson. <laughs> Hopefully everyone knows her from her fitness infomercials. She's amazing. The podcast is called Build Your Tribe. So tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about podcasting. Why are you so into podcasting? I love podcasting for a few reasons. Number one, it allows me to connect with people like you and people, experts from around the world who I can communicate with and Skype with. And like, I, I made a list at the beginning of summer of people who are like my idols, people who are actually on my bucket list to me. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot my shot this summer. I'm going to start reaching out to them and seeing if they would like to be on the podcast. And maybe 99% of them say no, but maybe I get to interview that one a baller expert celebrity that I've always wanted to meet. Uh, so I think that's the first reason. It's a, it's a great chance for me to basically get one-on-one -on -one coaching calls and conversations with people who I otherwise wouldn't be able to communicate with. I also think the podcasting is one of the simplest forms of content uh, to create, unlike Instagram where you have to have all these great pictures and it's every single day and Facebook and all these other platforms where there's a lot that goes into it. You could record a a podcast at 2 a.m. wearing sweatpants and drinking a Red Bull. I don't know. You can do it whenever you want, basically wherever you want. As long as you have a computer and a decent microphone, you can start recording podcasts. And so I love the ease of access of it as well. I know I do too. It's so great. So mm -hmm. tell us how everyone can find you, Brock, because I feel like people are going to want to connect with you. They may want more information about some of your coaching programs that you're offering right now. Tell us about those and then how people can find you and stalk yeah, you. Absolutely. <laughs> stalk <laughs> you, Brock. The best place uh, to stalk me and to get in contact with me is on Instagram. Uh, direct messages on Instagram, really, I would love it if anyone who is listening to this podcast, anyone who can hear my voice right now is just going to send me a direct message on Instagram. Just say, hey, what's up? Maybe you hated this interview and you think I'm a fraud. Tell me that. I would love to hear some feedback or maybe you loved it and you thought it was great and you want to marry me, whatever. Just send me a direct message on Instagram. I'd love to connect, build our relationship a little bit. And my Instagram name is Brock11Johnson. The 11's in the middle because I guess it's my middle name now. So Brock11Johnson is my handle on Instagram and really across all platforms. That's my handle. Okay. And these, these um, programs you're doing are still ongoing, correct? If people yes, want are. more, yes, if they want more help on social media, because you are the social media money making expert, Brock, right? <laughs> yeah. You that, are. Was the, that was the original podcast. Yes, ma'am. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Brock, our very special guest. We're all going to be cheering you on at UC Davis for the upcoming football season, correct? It's coming up thank pretty you, yes. soon. Very you're probably soon. already like, you're practicing basically all summer, right? Basically, yeah. Our, our first game is uh, about 
two months from today. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we're just going to all say go Aggies for you. (laughs) Really proud of you, Brock. Congratulations on all your success. You're such an inspiration for all of us. And you made, you motivate us. You, I love that your whole mantra is about serving others, not selling to anyone. You're just all about serving. And I think that's such an important lesson for everyone. And um, when my kids do get on Instagram, you're going to be one of the first ones that I allow them to follow because oh. you're a great role model for, um, for kids as well, especially because mine are athletes too. So awesome. we all appreciate you, Brock. Thank you so much, Nina. Really, your words mean so much to me. And thank you so much for having me here today. This was very, very fun. Uh, and I look forward to our, our next conversation in the future. Yes, for sure. Next time it can be Brock's, more of Brock's Got Good News. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Brock. Have a good one. And everyone needs to go follow Brock 11 Johnson. And thank you all for listening. I'm so grateful for all of you. I hope everyone enjoyed Brock Johnson. I know I would not be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and now also on Stitcher. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast too. And now we're asking everyone to please share this episode with a friend. If you know someone who's interested in diving taking a deeper dive on social media. They might be interested in learning more about Brock Johnson, about football, about Instagram, about podcasting. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community right here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Please find me on Instagram because as Brock Johnson and I just said, we love the gram. So let's connect there as well. Thank you again for listening and let's keep being awesome.